I'm your host, Tyler Rasmussen, and we've partnered up with our friends at Pool Pro Magazine to bring you a monthly news and notes segment on all things pool-related. Knowledge is power, and by tuning in each month, you will stay informed on what the public and the industry are talking about. Joining us for these segments is Pool Pro Magazine's editor-in-chief, Megan Kendrick. With over 10 years' experience writing some of the best articles in the industry, we believe she is the perfect person to notify you on what's going on in the pool world that we know and love so much. Without further ado, let's jump into this month's News and Notes episode. Welcome to your go-to podcast for the pool and spa industry. My name is Tyler Rasmussen. And my name is Greg Diafania. And this is the Pool Chasers Podcast. All right. Welcome back, Megan. How you been? I've been good. I've been on two trips, like actual business trips, I think, since the last time we recorded, Tyler. Like on an airplane? Twice. Twice. Yes. I went to D.C. and I went to Denver. So I feel... I feel like I've come out from like some, like, I don't know, Sleeping Beauty or something. I've come, I've come out of like a deep slumber <laughs> back to my, back to my life. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so, yeah. When I flew up to the pie show, that was the first time I've been in an airplane too. So I actually flew on an airplane since last time we talked as well. That's crazy. Like, so I had to get up when I went to Denver, I had to get up at like at four to get to the airport at five mm. and, um, at 5.30 the night before, I got a note from my daughter's school that she had been in close contact and had to quarantine that week. So cool. um, I was pretty much like, <laughs> peace out, family. <laughs> <laughs> and then while I was gone, our youngest got RSV. So I basically oh. just skipped town and left my husband and my mom to deal with like all the sickness. Oh, that sucks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Good for you, I guess. Did you get I it? I know. What? <laughs> Did you guys get it? No. Not COVID, but the RSV. No, not RSV. COVID. Well, RSV, yes. So the youngest had RSV and then my husband got it. Um, I don't think I did. Uh, yeah, it was not It was not fun. Can I just say that he is a much better spouse than I am? Because <laughs> if, if he had left town and all of this had happened, I would have been furious with him. But he just mm-hmm. takes it in stride, like doesn't make me pay for it when i get home isn't a brat about it but if it was nice. me i would be a nightmare so he's a better spouse than i am and thank god for that that's good good shout out for him i gotta throw those <laughs> in there cool. right yeah for sure <laughs> yeah it was it was definitely interesting going through the airport though and doing all that i mean it felt like a forever wishing people didn't sit next to me which neither way Nobody sat next to me, which was awesome. Really? <laughs> nope. Oh, congratulations. Uh, I my, know. Both my, all of my flights were packed. <laughs> well, I don't think people fly up to San Francisco on Thursday, like at 10 at night, but that probably helped. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, it was cool. All right, let's jump into the news. Let's start here with the city of Austin, Texas has now introduced a complete mobile and self-service ticketing solution for admission to the city's swimming pools. So the new Flowbird mobile ticketing app, ATX Swims, allows users to remotely purchase entry tickets to Austin Parks and Recreation Aquatic Division's public aquatic facilities. That's a mouthful. (laughs) (laughs) The Austin Parks and Recreation Aquatic Division operates 45 public aquatic facilities, including the renowned Barton Springs and Deep Eddy Aquatic Center. That's really cool. I like that because... I feel like it gives them a way for, 
you know, if there are lockdowns or if they do have to limit the number of people that come in, it can all be done online. And so people aren't showing up and trying to get in and being mad that they that they can't. I just feel like it makes crowd control probably so much easier for them, don't you think? Yeah, I thought that was a pretty cool way to do it. And I'm sure it saves them a lot of money on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. All right. So seven people were injured when a large tree branch fell near a swimming pool at Hilton Hawaiian Village on Honolulu's Waikiki Beach. A branch from the banyan came down and reportedly knocked branches off palm trees as it fell. The incident occurred at the resort's large beachfront super pool. Honolulu Emergency Medical Services said four people suffered serious injuries and were taken to the hospital. The other three injured people were evaluated at the scene but declined to go to the hospital. That's crazy. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're just swimming in a pool at, uh, at your resort on your Hawaiian vacation and yeah. you get hit by a tree a tree (laughs) yeah that's probably pretty weird (laughs) i mean i know you don't really have trees in arizona but i have to tell you like when we have trees come down and in oklahoma during ice storms like it's kind of some serious stuff so i i do not want to be hit by a fallen tree branch yeah (laughs) we kind of have mesquite trees that come out of the ground during monsoons but that's not nearly (laughs) the kind of big trees that you guys have yeah (laughs) (laughs) you just get like uprooted (laughs) yeah and uh marley france hotes de france decided to develop the learning of swimming in the primary school with a prototype of a mobile swimming pool the idea is pretty simple it remains in place because it's some in some sectors, one to three children cannot swim by the time they reach college. So the city of more than 2,000 people is one of the many cities from the region where the first marine basin is located 25 kilometers away. So it takes more than an hour by bus and back and forth to get to a pool. So for elementary kids, that means a long bus ride for about 20 minutes in the water. So it's a pretty cool idea to help people learn to swim that may not have access to a pool otherwise. And you know, having it be mobile is pretty pretty awesome. So what is this, what is this, what does a mobile swimming pool look like? Like, what is this thing? <laughs> you have to click the link. I'm <laughs> not just kidding. Um, it, it, uh, it does look like that. I mean, it's just a small little pool that's movable. Um, so they can take it as you click the link right now and they can take it <laughs> to different cities around this same little small area. Cause there's a lot of little towns that are around that area that don't that can't get to a pool so okay they can move it around and then teach kids cool. to swim so it kind of looks like kind of reminds me of like a mod pool or even a, a like a yeah. little bit bigger swim spa kind of is sort of what it looks yep. like to me yeah yeah cool so that's a pretty cool idea um in fort worth texas a century-old pool is set to be demolished and replaced the forest park pool originally built in 1922 is scheduled to be demolished and replaced with an aquatic center with infrastructure that could fail at any time, there's no guarantee it will reopen in 2022 ahead of construction. With diving boards and Olympic-length swimming lanes, the pool's current design is unique to the region. The new design would include lap lanes, but about half the size of the current pool. $7.5 million cost of the pool would be included as part of a bond... Ref- I don't know how to say that word. Referendum. Referendum. <laughs> Voters will likely decide on it next May. So, it kind of is sad. I hate it when these old yeah. pools get torn out because they're always just so, I don't know, beautiful and eerie and a piece of history. So, yeah, I mean, I know that at some point. 1922 yeah, right the beginning of that, right? <laughs> yeah, that's really cool. That's too bad. But, I mean, 
I'm sure like, the I think things get to a point where awesome. you can't fix it anymore. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, in Scottsdale, Arizona, green pool has caused quite an issue with mosquitoes for a few neighbors. They learned that the home next door was recently sold and the new owner is out of state. So they called the city of Scottsdale for help. An inspector came out right away and reported the problem to Maricopa County Vector Control. They're the ones who will notify the offender. They have 48 hours to fix the problem or else a search warrant will be issued, allowing them to come onto the property to treat the pool and kill the mosquitoes. I kind of brought this one up because... It was a big problem back in like 08 and 09 and the crisis. And this kind of developed out of that where we were now allowed to call Maricopa County and have them come fix the problems because there were so many houses that had pools that went green because nobody lived in them. And, you know, just a reminder, you can report them and get it taken care of. But it gets pretty crazy here in Arizona if <laughs> pools sit and turn green. <laughs> yeah, for sure. No, I lived in Arizona during that time. And you're right. That's like, right. Was, I, I feel like it was in the news all the time about... <laughs> You know, so if someone's abandoned property and being a, you know, the pools and like West Nile was West a big Nile deal. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was not, it was not great. Yep. <laughs> so I just wanted to remind people how fun that was. Hopefully, I think this one got taken care of. But anyways, you can in Arizona at least call and get those taken care of. So, well, anytime someone says like, gives you some side eye for saying that you're an essential, essential business or essential worker, send them that. Send him that. Uh, it's a good one. <laughs> that news piece. There you go. <laughs> All right. What's going on in the industry? Okay. Well, so the big news again this month in the industry was acquisitions. So we had money, two, money, money. I know we had two <laughs> big acquisitions. Um, Fluidra bought SR Smith. That happened at the beginning of September. Like I think September first. Um, it was a two hundred forty million deal. And then a couple weeks later, on September 15th, Pentair bought Pleco. And that is a valued at $255 million. So, um, so yeah, those were, those were t- interesting. You know, we've been talking about companies being public and going public and all of that. So here are two publicly traded companies that have bought two privately held companies. So right. it's very, very interesting. Both are a little surprising to me because I feel like they're both thriving and they've both actually been sponsors for us, you know, Pico last year, um, SR Smith this year. So it's like, I, it was a little bit surprising for me. I hasn't heard much about it until it came out. So, um, I thought both of them were, were (laughs) being pretty successful. So the fact that they sold, it must've been, they must've got a really good offer for sure. But I mean, I I would take $255 million. I don't know about you. (laughs) I'll just put yeah. that out there right now. If anyone wants to buy Pool Pool Magazine for $255 million, I'm game. <laughs> yeah. I think not Greg penny, and I would be good too. Less. You want to buy Pool Chasers as well for that. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> nice. Yep. So the other thing, I know that there's, you know, there's been the big merge between the National Swimming Pool Foundation and the APSB, the Association of Pool and Spa Professionals, and now they're the PHTA. So there's been all of that that's been going on for the last couple of years. Um, but what is finally happening now that is exciting is that they have kind of gotten all of the programs and education between the two organizations blended into some cohesive, um, what they're calling, pathways. And so okay. it's it's great because if you're coming into the industry or if you're new to the industry or even if you're not, you have a really clear path for l- getting the education that you want and learning what you want to learn. There's kind of some new logos and things that go along with this, but I think the best part is that it just makes a really clear and easy way for you to understand 
what education you need and what classes you should take. And they've combined classes and simplified things. And so I know that has been a lot of work for them behind the scenes. And that has been rolling out the last month. So that is exciting too. Yeah, that's been, uh, it was pretty confusing to know which one to take. So hopefully they simplified that. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, and you know, like NSPF had bought Genesis. And so you've got right. the Genesis things, you've got the um, the SWD. I, I, like it was just, it was very yep. confusing. And so it definitely needed to be simplified uh, for the industry and for consumers. Because I think sure. once you have all those different designations, they kind of start to lose some of their values. So now you get like, you know, four or five main things and that's it. So. That's great. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, our friends over at National Pool Partners, Patriot Pool and Spa, they have landed on the Inc. 5000 list of the fastest growing companies in the United States. So congratulations to them. I think that's a few years running now for Hal, which is oh, pretty yeah. impressive. <laughs> yes, They're absolutely. Grow- their growth has always been pretty impressive. So. Okay, so the other big piece of news that came out in the last month is that Aqua Magazine has launched a new trade show for 2022, and that is big news. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Aqua obviously is our competitor, but we're friendly. It's fine. And <laughs> the national show has been struggling, and you know there can be a lot of different reasons for why that is, but I've always said that I think the industry deserves and needs a strong trade show. And so, you know what, if Aqua are the ones to do it, then so be it. I think that that's great. So it is going to be in Charlotte in October of next year. There are uh, there are not a ton of details out right now. Um, I actually talked to them about it a little bit this week. And um, there'll be a lot more rolling out about that as it comes. But that's uh, that's big news. So now you could go to the Aqua Show in October. You could go to the National Show in November. You could go to the International Show in <laughs> Lyon in France in November if you want to. So you could really get in a lot of trade shows next and year. And you can go all the regional ones and after that. Yeah. In well, December and, speaking, and January and February yes, and March. Right. And you can go to all of them just like this we did. Is, this is why my family hates January Super and February. <laughs> all right. So, but you know what? I have never been to the pie show. So speaking of events, you said that you I you went to that one. How yeah. what is that show like? How did it go? I've actually never been to that one either. So oh. uh it was it was cool. I mean, Monterey is my favorite place. And so <laughs> that's where I plan to retire one day because it's one of my, you know, everything in that area. So I've always loved it there. Being from California, like you know, Southern California, like going up north in those areas has always mm-hmm. been one of my favorite things. So just for a reason to go up there alone was fun. And then, yeah, um, yeah it was a cool show. It re- kind of reminds me of Phoenix's show, you know, a little bit smaller, but I like, I kind of like the smaller ones sometimes because you get a lot of one-on-one time with the people that are there. So you can ask yes. more personal questions as opposed to like the net, na- you know, national show where it's, you just kind of moving quickly through each one because there's so mm-hmm. much to see. So it's kind of cool to get that one-on-one time. Got to see some of our friends at, Riptide and Primate Poles and Skimmer and Sutro and all these people that <laughs> we've been talking to a lot. Yeah. So it's cool to see all them. And you get to teach a class with Richard Gallo on the pricing matrix. So that's the real reason I went up there. So yeah. it went pretty well. It's about like 36 people or so in the class and it was cool. So I liked it, but I, I mean, I was literally there for six hours or something. <laughs> 
<laughs> I came in, yeah. I like slept in San Francisco, got up, drove to Monterey, did the class, then walked the trade show for like 30 minutes and went back to San Francisco and back on a plane. So yeah. That's my fun, busy life. <laughs> people think, yeah, people think I'm nuts, but it's like the fastest you can get there and get home is, is the best. <laughs> Yeah. Like, remember when I did that like one episode of your podcast where I got up at four in the morning? Oh yes. And then when I got home at the same three day in the morning? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that. I do remember that. One day one day trip. And I was very, very tired. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather take a one day trip to Monterey than to Phoenix, so yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so the World Aquatic Health Conference, that is normally in October, but they have switched that to a virtual format, and it is now going to be in December, December 7th through 9th. Um, And then, of course, the Pool Spa Patio Expo is in Dallas. That is November 13th through 18th, so coming up here pretty quick. We will have a booth there um, for Pool Pro and Spa Retailer. Please come say hi. Tyler, you might make an appearance at our booth. I don't know. We haven't talked about that yet, but you're welcome to <laughs> to hang out there if you want. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> Planning on going to it. We'll see how it works out. But yeah. yeah. No, I'm excited. Cool. I'm I'm like I'm ready to get back into seeing people and, and doing all that stuff again. So I'm looking forward to it. I did enjoy it. that piece of it, even though it was very short. Um, you know, missing that camaraderie of your friends in the industry and just talking to people that really have like similar interests as you that's that's pretty cool so yeah definitely miss that piece i'm not a generally like a hugger i don't just (laughs) hug people but i'm worried that i'm gonna hug people because i'm so excited to see them but it's also like still covid right so i'm sort of like i probably shouldn't even be shaking their hands but i'm probably gonna be like come here and give them right yeah i've already like i'm already having some anxiety about this there you go Oh, for sure. <laughs> so I don't have much in the movers and shakers. Um, I did want to mention uh, Ted Lawrence. He, he was the corporate retail manager at Pool Corp for years and years. Um, great guy. Did a great job there. He has now moved to Biolab. He is the new vice president of sales and excellence. So congratulations to Ted on that. Hopefully he's got that new Bronco now, which I'm pretty jealous of. Um, oh, man. I want that I know. One he had what he like pre-ordered one. Oh, sweet. Sabina Hickman, CEO of the PHTA, she has been named to the NDPA, National Drowning Prevention Alliance Board. Uh, so that's kind of all I got for movers and shakers this this time. So, yeah, uh, you know, right. once it once you start to get into October and November, that's when all the pool industry news starts to really hit. Right. Yep. Yep. For sure. Right before all those shows. Exactly. All right. So let's talk about a, a Pool Pro magazine highlight. What you got for us? Well, so I thought it would be interesting to talk about um, our at the shop department article from this last issue. So we featured, that's the one where we feature a different pool company um, every issue. And so this time we talked about Poolsure. Do you, do you know them at all? Have you, do you know anything about them? I have heard of them. um, And then obviously I read the article now. So yeah, I think it's a very interesting business model for sure. Yeah, that was that's the thing that I think it. is really is interesting. Like I love how people in our industry see a need and see and this little niche and make a really successful great business out of it. I just it's really interesting. They do commercial only automation and then also they do like mini bulk chemical delivery. So mm-hmm. 
it's really, it's interesting. And I, um, I really enjoyed being able to feature them and talk to them. So that's kind of a cool one. And I'm sure there's other companies that do similar things in the industry, but none that I'm personally aware of. So yeah, that was an interesting read. Yeah. I really like when people see a pain point and try to solve it, you know, and turns into pretty successful business for them. Cause especially in our industry, there's a lot of niche little things here and there that you can do. And people have been pretty successful at, you know, they're bringing automation into sectors that have been behind for a while. And then the delivery thing is pretty awesome. So I think it just came into the Valley here in Phoenix too. So yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll start to see that around town a little bit more, but yeah, they're in a couple, I think is what Texas, Florida, Louisiana, all, the, all those Sunbelt states. Yeah. So cool. It's a cool story for sure. All right. Can you remind people how to get the magazine? Yes. So please visit poolpromag.com. You can sign up for our newsletter on our website. You can get a subscription or you can find us at a bunch of SCP and Superior Pool Products locations. Awesome. Well, thank you for your time. As always, it's been super fun. And we'll put links to every story we discuss in the show notes and on the episode webpage. And thanks, Megan. Thank you, Tyler. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you can hit the link in the show notes below or visit poolchasers.com. If you'd like to learn more about Pool Pro Magazine, pick up the latest issue at your local SCP or Superior and visit them at poolpromag.com. See you out there, Pool Chasers.